chapter 29 of the book of Exodus. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> we get, we're getting harder hearing a wife and I for sure. We, we got to where I have to holler, holler one <laughs> She's got a assist. <laughs> she wears some time. But uh, I was just telling some of them a while ago, I ought to get some kind of medal. I believe it's next week uh, on Wednesday, I believe it is. Uh, 21st, anyway. We'll be married 65 years. So, and I, th- I really think I ought to have some kind of medal for, <laughs> for that. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what she said? No, I didn't. She said, she said to give her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably right. <laughs> 29th chapter of the book of Exodus. I guess in the 38th verse we'll start this morning. It said, Now this is that which thou shalt offer upon the altar. Two lambs of first year, a first day by day, that the one lamb thou shalt offer in the morning, and the other lamb thou shalt offer in the evening, and with the one lamb a tenth deal of flour mingled with a fourth part of a hen of beaten oil, and the fourth part of a hen of wine for a drink offering. And the other lamb shalt thou offer at evening, and shalt do it thereto according to the meat offering of the morning. Do it the same way, and according to the drink offering thereof, for a sweet savor, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. This shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle. Our conversation just a minute ago uh, made me think of this again. We're, we're most privileged people in our nation that we have the right to come and gather together in this place, it's where the Lord has chosen to meet with us. So we're privileged to be able to just come here. We, we take that for granted in our country so much that oftentimes we abuse it, that privilege of coming and meeting with the Lord. This is where he pleased to meet with his people in this church house as well as others, but especially here, because it's you and I that he's meeting with. And said a, a generation at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, where I will meet you to speak there unto thee, and there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory." And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar 
and I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God, and they shall know that I am the Lord their God. Uh, we may have more to say about that later, but man must know the Lord if he's going to worship him. He cannot worship the Lord outside of the knowledge that he is who he said he is, that he is God Almighty. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them, and I am the Lord their God. Holds that out pretty sternly. I fear in our day that there's too much ceremony and less worship than ever before. We're getting more lax and lax and lax, and and what little we do, we kind of want to have ceremonial things. Uh, One was mentioned some time back about baptism of the infants, the children. And just on and on and on. Well, we're going to be a peculiar people, so we'll wear hair different to ladies and dress different, and we'll look different. And that's all that is, is ceremonial ideas. It doesn't have any godly thing to it because it's not spiritual. Uh, Spirit has been left off. But man there again cannot worship outside of the knowledge of the Spirit. Where is the gift of worship? comes from the knowledge of the Lord that's given by the Spirit. It guides us and directs us in all things of worship. But the ceremonial part of it, we look around us, all these churches, we call them churches, and they uh, are more and more towards something ceremonial or play. They they uh, rose up to play, and and they got to build a, a family life centers, and they got to have more Sunday schools and more and more stuff that they might celebrate what they call celebrate, and their celebration is play. They've left off the true worship. Of God, we uh, endeavor to worship God, but the Lord even told Moses. He said, "Now, Moses, call a solemn assembly, gather the people together, and read to them the law, the whole thing. Don't leave any of it off." So it's serious business when we come and meet with the Lord. That's where he has chosen to meet with us. So we come to try to do that. We're reading here a part of the ceremonial law. And there's a whole lot of stuff in here. 
more than we could possibly cover. But it was to be done a certain way. And the offering was to be a certain thing. It was to be a lamb without spot and without blemish. It was the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, even in the old law. We call it today the ceremonial law. And the whole ceremony was setting forth two things. Who God is and who man is. It's always trying man. That's what the whole ceremonial law was to do. Set forth man's judgment. And set forth his sinfulness. That he might see that he's exceeding sinful. The lamb without spot and without blemish. We don't see that here, but the priest then was to lay his hands upon the head of the lamb. That was symbolic of passing on the sin or the sin debt upon the lamb, the innocent lamb of God that was to be slain. And it was so serious that it was going to cause the death of not just the lamb, but the one that was to come to shed his blood upon the cross of Calvary. And all the offerings and the washings, especially the washings, the priest then was to wash and cleanse himself, the whole priesthood, go and cleanse themselves put on the priestly garments and get clean, become clean before they could go in to the temple. But not only that, but they must be only the high priest that would enter into the most holy place. So it was a matter of being clean. And that's the reason we come and assemble ourselves together that we might be washed with the word that we might be made clean. You know, man has always defiled everything they touch. I say it could mess up ball bearing if you give it to him. He's always defiled everything. We've looked back also and Moses went up into the mountain. Lord told him, he said, go back down there and tell the people, don't touch the mountain. Why? Because they had defiled it. They had ruined it. They ruined the whole earth. Man has ruined the whole earth. God is the only reason it's still standing. That he chose to preserve it for its day. In his time. But it was to be a continual burnt offering. Throughout all the generation. It had to be continuous. And we too need that continuous burnt offering. It's brought to us every week. 
and we look unto it as the Lord Himself being a consuming fire because He was totally consumed upon the altar and brought to death for His people. But I'm afraid far too often that we just come together in a ceremony. Ceremonial gathering. And sometimes we take those things too lightly. Call a solemn assembly. It needs to be one that catches the attention of all. We've been in church services way years back in an old church uh, where they'd have the altar called and they'd tell everybody, y'all get quiet now, everybody be, you know, don't make a move. You might mess up the spirits, what they say. say and that's how ridiculous. It's just some more ceremonial stuff. And we need ourselves to get away from that. The temple shall be sanctified by the Lord's glory. So our prayer is that the Lord would meet with us in His glory. And He'd fill the temple. We are the temple, you understand. That He'd fill the temple up with His knowledge of who He is. In the book of Hosea, we come here a week or so ago. <clears throat> Sixth chapter again. In verse 3, he said, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His coming forth is prepared as a morning, and he shall come unto us as a rain, as a latter rain, and a former rain unto the earth. It's going to come and bring forth a yield, an irrigating, if you will, of his people that might yield fruit. And that's what we're gathered together for, is to yield fruit unto the Lord. Not that we would revive anybody, you understand, but that we would be revived. He said, O Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee? O Judah, what shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as a morning cloud in the early dew. It goeth away. Our little bit of worship we do sometimes it just fades before we hardly get out of the building. It needs to be more serious to us because it is the Almighty God that we attempt to worship by His knowledge. You get that by His knowledge, none of ours. So we need to bow before Him because He has given us that grace, the same grace that we come here to meet with Him. He has given us that. Therefore have I hewed them by the prophets.
I've slain them by the words of my mouth, and thy judgments are at the light that thou goest forth. For I desired mercy. This is the crux of the whole thing now. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice. And the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. But they, like men, have transgressed the covenant. They have there they have dwelt treacherously against me. Gilead is a city of them that worketh iniquity and is polluted with blood. How many people have been led astray by ceremony? I think the worst thing it's ever had to the church is this deal of easy believism. You just pick it up and believe it. Just try to believe. We see we're in the season where we see it everywhere. Just believe. Just believe. That's good advice, all right. But you better look to something beside yourself to believe. It must be of the power of God to believe. In the book of Isaiah, the 66th chapter. In verse 1, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? Right away, he's already answered that. He's so big, the heavens can't hold him. And it, once again, it's like the law, or it's like the, the uh, offering of sacrifices. It all points unto God, that he might be all in all, that he might increase and we decrease always. And then in verse 2, he said, For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite heart contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. That ought to be us, huh? But that's where the Lord looks. The Lord doesn't need us to build Him a place. But we need a place that we might meet with Him. And the place can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be in any certain building or anywhere. It can be on your front porch. We were sitting on the front porch yesterday evening. That's what Betty said. We're most blessed. We have really been blessed. And we, we agreed, yeah, over all the years we have really been blessed. We can't even name the ways that we have been blessed. 
always, always. And we thank once again of the patience of Job. Have you heard of the patience of Job? <laughs> well, we've never suffered anything near that. So we really, we don't know the patience of Job either. But these things do try us. What we have do try us the same way that we would tremble at the Lord's word always. In verse 3, he said, He that killeth an ox is if he slew a man, and he that sacrificeth a lamb is he that cut off a dog's neck, and he that offereth an oblation as if he offered swine's blood, he that burneth incense as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways. And certainly I think that's the way things have gone in our day. Now, our government is getting so cruel anymore. They're looking under everything but God. And we have a habit of doing the same thing. Every time we're going to have a presidential runoff, we get all disturbed. If you don't, if you tell me you don't, we need to have talk. They have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abomination. So what we call churches today are full of people that don't know how to worship the Lord. It's a, it's just some more ceremony. Go through the motions. Go and sit and listen to a little preaching. If it isn't too long, <laughs> they don't. They're not going to stand for too much. Most people today not going. They said, "Oh, that was a wonderful message. It's just a little too long." But these things, this type of what they call worship. It's just as bad as these things. It's as bad as offering swine's blood instead of the pure blood of a lamb. It's an abominable thing with the Lord, and He doesn't take it lightly. That's what we got to get hold of. The Lord doesn't take it lightly. He wants us to meet with Him in a solemn assembly and get to know, if you follow on to know the Lord. That's what He said in Hosea. If you follow on to know the Lord. So we got to keep trying to follow on. Go with the Lord wherever He goes. In the book of Jeremiah then, The seventh chapter.
I guess in uh, verse 19, he said, Do they provoke me to anger? Saith the Lord, do they not provoke themselves to confusion of their own faces? Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, mine anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place, upon man and upon beast, and upon the trees of the field and upon the fruit of the ground. It shall burn and shall not be quenched. It's a little different than the rain coming and irrigating the ground. It's going to be a dry day there. It says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Put your burnt offerings unto your sacrifices and eat flesh. For I spake not unto your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings and sacrifices. That wasn't what the Lord wanted. He did command it. But it wasn't anything more than the preaching of the gospel when he commanded it. You offer up this. The lamb of the first year without spot and without blemish. It was Jesus Christ himself that he was portraying in this offering. He said, I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings and sacrifices, but this thing, but this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey, obey my voice. What is he saying? Do the will of the Lord. Obey my voice and I will be your God. And ye shall be my people. And walk ye. In all the ways that I have commanded you. That it may be well unto you. And then there's that bud in the 24th verse. He said, but they hearken not. Nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and the imagination of their evil heart and went backward and not forward. Always that butt gets in the way because man gets in the way of true worship. Let's his imagination get him. Always looking for something like I was talking about the infant baptism and, and all of the things, things that they do to try to say it's worship. They understand very clearly that they must try to appease God because he is angry with man. They very clearly understand that. they got to do something. They say, well, they can just meet anywhere with the Lord too. They can worship him out on the lake or down here over there. Not so. Lord has chosen a place that he'll meet with his people. 
when you see in the church, and we often say, did you go to church? But we ought to say, were you churched? We come to be churched, to study all the habits of the Lord, know His way, to know Him. To know Him is to worship Him. We can't help but bow and worship God if we know Him. We must do it. It's built in us. Once we're changed, it's built in us to worship. Worship the Lord. Always looking to Him, especially for patience. We've got to have patience to wait and see what the Lord would have us do. In the book of the Psalms, the 40th chapter, I guess begin verse 4. He said, Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, in thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee, if I would declare and speak of them, they're more and can be numbered. That's what I was talking about a while ago. We're sitting on the porch. We can't hardly number them. We can think back on a lot of them. But we can't hardly number them. Then verse 6, he said, Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings hast thou not required. Do you understand that we cannot offer anything to the Lord that would pay our sin debt? We we cannot offer Him anything that would be worthy of the sacrifice that He has made. It wasn't a sacrifice that we can make, but it was a sacrifice that He made. He gave his life. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Lo, we come in the volume of the book to do thy will. The will of God the Father. Sacrifice and offering thou did not desire. Mine ear hast thou opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings hast thou not required. Then I said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do thy will. O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. If we know the Lord. Otherwise, it 
is necessary that we fall on to know the Lord. That's been my desire to know the Lord. And we can't ever know. We can't ever know all it is to know the Lord has done such a mighty work. And we go back once again to the sacrifices. And we look at that, and it was always declaring who God was to man. And it was also always declaring who man was, that he was just mere man, sinful. That he had ruined, he had destroyed, he had defiled everything that he touched from the garden on. So it must be the reconciling work of God Almighty that he would know God. Outside of being reconciled, we can't know him because it's always our flesh is turning us back. Always turning us around. Therefore, being justified by faith, we're peace with God. I have to keep going back and back and back to Romans 5 and 1. Outside of that, outside of the grace of God, we would still be in that same boat, mad at God. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Though I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness, and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. That's what the sacrifices was always doing, declaring the righteousness of God to the congregation. Withhold not thy tender mercies from me, O Lord, let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. For innumerable, numerable evils have compassed me about. Mine iniquity have hold and taken hold upon me so that I am not able to look. There are more than hairs of mine head, therefore my heart faileth. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O God, make haste to help me. And that ought to be our prayer today.